And just to make sure. <laughs> we got, you know, <laughs> we got to check these things. They fix it. They told me they fix it. Stop my fault. <laughs> Honest, open, and vulnerable may contain adult language and material that is not suitable for listeners under 18. This is a stream of consciousness podcast that delves into an eclectic mix of topics. Audience discretion is advised. And one way you can do that is to send us an email at hmbpodcast at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 231-846-8420. And you can find me on Instagram at Matthew Scribbles. And you can also post a comment on our website, hmbpodcast.net. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash honest.open.vulnerable. And you can find me on Instagram at Colonel underscore Tux. That's K-E-R-N-E-L underscore T-U-X. And you can find us on HOV. Just find us on Instagram at HOV Podcast. You can find my blog at inscarletstorm.wordpress.com. And you can find me on Instagram at the Fuchsia Lady. That's F-U-C-H-I-A. Well, it could be like that. <laughs> well, it's T-H-E-F-U-C-H-I-A-L-A-D-Y. Well, you did, you did, Sorry. So it's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> And where are we broadcasting from? <sighs> Susu Studio. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be sorry I suggested that. Anyway. Well, I mean, I didn't have any better ideas. <laughs> it, was, it was the best idea we had. My apologies to Phil Collins. And to a lesser extent, Genesis. <laughs> Dude, yeah, yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> so, it's, so, it's been a while. Um, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's... And um, so, you know, March was being March around here, and, <laughs> and yes, it's the snowiest month, snowiest uh, month uh, for Colorado, so, um, so yeah. We got slammed with a little bit of snow. Yeah, something that uh, we had called a, a bomb cyclone effect this week. Yes. Oh, yeah, on Wednesday, yes. yeah. Yes. Which is something I've never seen growing up here. I've never seen a, a storm quite like that. I've seen plenty of blizzards and, you know, wind and, you know, precipitation, but nothing quite to that extreme, if extreme is the right word to mm -hmm. use to describe it. In the history of my company, we've been around since the 60s, they closed my company and sent everybody home, like, at noon. I actually left at 10.30. I got there at 9.30, and I left there at 10.45, so it was kind of crazy. But the, the first time that they've ever had to do that, we've, pretty crazy. We've had a leadership change where I work, and this is the first time, to my knowledge, that uh, 
leadership actually was proactive and closed us down in advance. So historically, in my travails with this outfit, uh, that's never been the case. We would usually report, and then once things would get chaotic, then they would say, okay, we've, we've seen enough, it's time to shut things down and send everybody home. In this case, they were like, mm, nah, we good. You guys get the snow day today. I'm like, cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was watch, watching uh, what uh, Weather Channel the night before just to, you know, kind of get an updated kind of thing, and they were saying that a number of schools had all had they they had announced, yeah, we're we're closed tomorrow. <laughs> Don't send your kids here. And right. that's and I can count on one hand the amount of times that's 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 happened. The last storm they did that too, and then it turned out to be nothing. So. In terms of sheer snow volume, there wasn't a yeah, lot. No, it was, it was the, the roads. It was the wind. It was. Um, it took me. It usually takes me about thirty-five, forty minutes to get home. It took me an hour and twenty minutes to pull into my driveway. Yeesh. And it was. It, it was bumper to bumper, and it was the visibility that made it so bad. Oh yeah. And I went broadside in the road once, and I'm driving a white car, and I'm thinking. <laughs> Oh, isn't this fabulous? Nobody can see three feet in front of them. But these two guys, they worked together, but they were driving separate trucks. And they saw me, and they they got out of their trucks, and they just pulled me right out and uh, went about their business. And I thought, you know, the snow really does bring out the best in people. It's people were pulling each other out. They were making sure everybody was safe. It was, it was just a really, I think it brings out the, the best in people. And people, instead of, you know, we're all in this together. We know the weather sucks, but it's all about safety. We're, we're not in any great big hurry. We're just trying to get home, and we're trying to get home in one piece. And that was pretty cool. I think that's true for the most part. There is, you, you see somebody that's in, you know, in need. If you can't help them directly, you'll find a way to get, or one would think to find a way to find them some help. And then... Uh, at that point, you know, you, you've done your part, and then it's in more capable hands, I guess, at that stage. The wind was so bad, I couldn't even roll down the window to tell them thank you. Because <laughs> I started to roll it down, and it went, and I was like, no. <laughs> I just waved. <laughs> so. But yeah, you, that's that's very common, you know, when, when you're in, in the middle of, like, a catastrophe. Not necessarily catastrophic, but a tough situation like that, like you know, like a tornado went went through, or you see this a lot, of, a lot of times post post hurricanes. That a lot of the societal uh, di divisions that we have, whether it's you know race or or uh, or fi financial or or what or what have you, all of that just go just just goes away, and it's like okay, we're you know we're we're all together in this. Well, a, good, a great example of the catastrophic was 9-11. Mm -hmm. All of the division just seemed to just not matter. We were all Americans, and we were all grieving together. And so I do think that catastrophe does seem to bring out the best in people for the most part. There are always going to be those people who are going to try to exploit. Oh, yeah. But that's, that's few and far between, I think. So, 
But that, but that wasn't the storm that kept us from recording last time. But anyway, no. that, that did happen. No, that one was still bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. It and right after, it, it was like a week later, we got the big storm. So, yeah, we just, um, I know you were having, you were like, I'm not, no, the roads are bad. No. <laughs> the roads are bad, and I, and I was sick. So yeah, try to, two counts. <laughs> trying to look at it from, like, well, I don't want to spread my germs and... Do I want we to appreciate roll the dice on the roads and potentially find myself in a situation I can avoid? Eh, we'll, we'll just stay on, you know, the safe uh, higher ground. Yeah. And let's fight another day. Exactly. <laughs> or, or record, if, if, if that's a but uh, we, we like to uh, start every uh, episode with our uh, mo moments of squee. Uh, so what, what do you have, uh, Matthew? Okay, so I'm no longer sick. Yay! Let's start there. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse the, the lingering cough. Um, but I think uh, since uh, in the last few weeks since we've uh, gathered around the podcast uh, uh, table here, um... My moment of squee to go along with that would be I'm trying to do something different with my with my writing this month. I've kind of gotten a little bit away from writing about a different thematic element with my with my writing. Actually, I've, I've by and large tried to do that as uh, at, at, throughout every month. This time I'm taking a different approach, and I am working with it a new poetic framework. And I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize in advance, but the style and framework I'm working in is called a nonet, or a nonet, N-O-N-E-T, or two T's, depending. And the style is, it's a uh, nine-line poem, but each line reduces in syllable until you're left with one. So nine lines, eight lines, seven, six, five, four, and so on. I apparently decided, no, that's not good enough. We're going to make this, uh, we're going to double down on the challenge, and I'm going to make every other line rhyme. <laughs> so what a way to try to think in a different way creatively. Because it has been a challenge that I... I underestimated to a fair degree <laughs> trying to figure out how to make yeah, cause, cause that work. Just, just, one of, just one of them sounds difficult enough. <laughs> it's very challenging. And to even have it make sense to tell a story. So... <clears throat> a bit more of a challenge than I bargained for. But I think it's been good. It's been something I've, I've never attempted. And in a way, it's kind of busting me out of my, uh, my self-perceived notion of just phoning in random junk. And I felt that's kind of where my, my work had been headed for a while. And I tr I'm trying something new. It's, it's going to take some growing pains, and that's fine. But I like the fact that I decided that I was going to try something else. And even if I'm not writing about a different theme necessarily, the structure is different. So maybe that's something I'm going to try and do more of 
down the line is trying to work within different structure uh, types because this is strictly poetic style. And I've long resisted the notion that I'm a poet. I'm a writer. Not necessarily a poet, but I am a writer. But now I feel like I'm really doing something that's poetic. And yes, I have a wide variety of stuff in my, in my catalog on Instagram, <laughs> which you can find at Matthew Scribbles, that is very poetic based in rhyme and verse. But now it's like I'm actually working in something that I feel really is poetry. I can rhyme, no problem. But to rhyme like this mm -hmm. is a challenge. So I'm, I'm proud of myself for trying to do something new. I'm proud of myself for trying something challenging. Because anybody could have just, you know, done the easy, you know, take the quick and easy path. <laughs> and I, I just didn't want to do that. I wanted to try something that would challenge me creatively. And I think I'm doing that. So that's kind of been my, my moment of, of squee of just trying something new to challenge myself and give my creative outlet something, a little bit of a different look, different style. So there you go. Well, I, and I actually have two, because, um, again, it's, it's been, been a while. So uh, before one we would have recorded last time, um, I had, uh, well, if you look, if if you've been a fan, fan of this show for uh, for any length of time, you know that I'm I'm prone to uh, YouTube black holes, <laughs> and uh, I f I found a channel that unfortunately hasn't uh, ha hasn't released anything in about a year, but it's called Let's Do Let's Do the Science, and 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 every every video on their on their channel it, it uh, is. Look, looks at um, some some a aspect of the e expanse and and on, on on one on one of them there well there's a they look at a shot of a of a of a ship like turning turning one hand, 180 degrees and and take and take taking off and actually look well you know according you know the ships like the, this lawn and you know they'd be exper experiencing you know this many g's and um, and they you know they go into um, they at, at one point in the show there's a sh shot from uh, they're they're on uh, Ceres, which is uh, which is uh, one of Saturn's moons, and and they showed a shot of someone pour, pouring into a glass, and because of the size of Ceres, which is much smaller than our moon, just to kind of give give you a, you know mental picture, it would have to you know spin it like really fast and as a, as a result you wouldn't be able to pour it wouldn't pour straight down it would pour at, at, at an angle and so I, I, I kind of I got stuck what you know kind of watching all, all of their videos kind of breaking down all of the ways that that the expanse both uh, uh, um, both makes makes some uh, some art artistic uh, li liberties and in, in some in some ways and re really pays attention to the science in a lot of in, in in other ways. So I got so I was real. So yeah, that that was one. So that was one moment. And another one just happened uh, a couple days ago. 
Um, we're, I, I recently started at uh, Flat, Flatiron School, and there was one. Uh, there, there was one. There was a talk at uh, at, at like a developer con conference called "How to Think Like a Programmer," and it was very much a macro level, um, like how am I approaching this? You know, kind of think thinking about this problem. Like, is it an algorithm problem or an You know, is it um, algorithm is a very uh, it's an it's an expensive word that means recipe. So, so kind of think think about it in in that way. It's like order of operations essentially. I mean, when it's, at least in my mind, algorithm means that you're having to write like these you know having to deal with this really complicated math and all this. But no, it's I mean writing writing down you know asking the user to put in put in put in two numbers add add them together and dis and dis and and display the sum. That's an algorithm. <laughs> so it really gets down to that level. So, uh, so think about if it is okay. Is it a recipe problem or is it like the actual co code that I'm using problem? And you know, with with be beginners, um, it's you know, they have have a lot of dif difficulty kind of differentiating those. And so I post I posted it on on the in the Slack channel for for my for my class. And someone responded like, "Wow, this is a really great video." And it's like, and kind of went into like the takeaways that she, she, uh, that she, she took took from took from it. So yeah, that I that I, so yeah, that that was my that was my other moment that you know is able to help help helps help another beginner because uh, that's uh, what. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, grammar, Ryan. All right. <laughs> so how about you, Scarlett? When I think of algorithm, I think of a former vice president of the United States trying to dance. Uh, <laughs> algorithm. Uh, <laughs> hey, there's a show title. <laughs> wow. And now all of you will think of it too. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. HLBpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Okay, my moment of squeeze <laughs> was not that. Um, and now I can't think of anything but that. Thanks. You're Thanks welcome. I appreciate that so much. Um, no, my moment of squeeze was I got a promotion at work and it's for a position that I've been waiting I've been waiting for them to make the posting for eight months and I knew they had an opening in October and they waited until February to make the posting and um, so yeah I I rock and uh, I, I was the um, it was a panel interview so yeah, it was a little unsettling, but um, two of the people, well, actually, yeah, two of the people, they came and told me, and they did everything but tell me I had it, but they couldn't tell me that, that they didn't make that decision yet, but, uh, so it was kind of funny, but they did everything but tell me I had it, so I already knew I had it, and, um, yeah, they said I was the strongest internal candidate, whatever that means. Probably I showed up, but uh, so yeah, 
That's great news. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. More money, less stress. Woohoo! <laughs> or, or a different kind of stress. Or, I, I won't say it's not stressful, but it's a different kind of stress. Or, or if you ask, I, I forget what his name was. You know, more money, more problems. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I, for, I forget. I forget he wrote that, but you know, it's a different. Anyway. It's is a different some, kind is it of stress. One half of the person, the team that wrote that, dead. Maybe. <laughs> And the other one has gone through several different uh, stage name changes. Potentially, uh, I don't know. <laughs> We're not playing stuff the bad, but <laughs> yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> we know, you know, audience. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, uh, just. Uh, we already <laughs> know that you, you, you know nothing. <laughs> when it comes oh, yeah. to some of that, I'm over there, you know, Matt and I will be giggling and you just have this blank look on your face. And that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Algorithm. Algorithm. <laughs> that's not even funny. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's not funny because the mental just... image, the mental image that comes up in my brain is not funny. Is Al Gore sitting behind a desk? Pretty much. Moving his feet a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. You just don't dancing like, like I dance. Cause I don't dance. <laughs> you just, you, you yeah. just don't like puns. I'm not that punny. <laughs> my brain doesn't work that fast. I wish I would. Now my brother, my brother, my brother got that gene. Sorry, I didn't. He's, he's, yeah. My brain doesn't work that fast. Can you imagine how many hits this is going to get on? on YouTube and Instagram when we hashtag Al Gore on this. <laughs> One. <laughs> Mr. Vice President, someone's talking about you. Well, this is cause for a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I think about the Simpsons episodes where they have Al Gore. Sitting behind a desk. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. yeah. Saying, well, this no, is cause for a celebration. No, it's the... It's the um, it's Futurama that has Al Gore in his head. In the jar. In the jar? No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think of. So, yeah. <laughs> and then I would just, just flat, flash to, uh, what was that, 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 the, that, that 90s band, uh, Fight for the... Uh, Beastie Boys. Yeah, Beastie they, Boys. Yeah. It's like, well, well, now I have all 90, 90 your albums. Now we have 100 albums. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> the Beastie Boys, I have all your albums. That was a thousand years ago. Anyway, one of us is a crime junkie. <laughs> I'm a crime junkie. <laughs> yeah. So I found this, I found this, uh, this podcast called Crime Junkie. They've only been around since last July. Um, and what they do is they basically obsess over a crime, pick it apart, and then get on this, get on their podcast to talk about it. And certain aspects of it, and it's bizarre crimes. It's not just, you know, a robbery. It's usually involving a homicide. Um, they did one where this bizarre death of this woman, because they can't, they don't know if it's murder or what, but uh, I highly recommend it. But I was listening to one episode, and they had... They were, they were referring back to a previous episode, which I have not heard yet, but they were talking about how they use genetics to solve crimes. And what I mean by that is, um, well, not only can they take, like, if there's, if there's identical twins, 
they used to not be able to differentiate between who committed the crime because you have identical fingerprints, you have identical blood types, etc., etc. Now they can actually pick it apart and they can isolate which twin did what. So they found the, the chromosome that has the, the mustache and the... <laughs> the, the, the Van Dyke, is it? Yeah, yeah. For, for, for lack of a better term, I guess. They, and, they and, just... and, the, and the, you know, the ski mask. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, what they were talking about on Crime Junkie is that there was a man on there. He was a, um, he's the captain of the Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne Indiana police force there and he um his name is kevin smith not what? the what? kevin smith wait wait a kevin smith <laughs> don't confuse the two so so not the director of clerks no no okay no, no, okay no, no. but that's why i remember his name okay so but um, that kevin smith has the mustache and yeah yeah, he, yeah well yeah he has a full beard oh, he's trying to hide his tracks <laughs> <laughs> well this Kevin Smith, not that Kevin Smith, um, was uh, basically talking about how he was using, when, when he first became, he was a highway patrol, he was a highway patrolman, that's how he started, and when he graduated in December of 87, and in April of 88, this eight-year-old girl was found, and they didn't solve that case for 30 years, so he was talking about how that all came out. He didn't have anything to do with the investigation as a rookie, but later on it just he took on cold cases and it just kept creeping back and so he had this little task force he was working with and they were working with this brand new company that started in, I can't remember, I want to say 2004, 2005 and what they do is if you give a, okay, we have five suspects and they do, a, this lab would do this genetic testing, and they could say, well, your suspect's most likely going to have this last name because they came from this family, and we could trace it back through their genetics. Oh, wow. Which is kind of kind of cool. It's kind of creepy because it, it has the big brother feel to it. But what happened is when they were using that, um, they just started, and nobody knew. They didn't even have a name for it. They didn't know what to call it. And um, he was saying that this one woman came to him, and her name was Susie Hope. And she said, Susie Hope is the name that my community gave me when I was a baby, because I was abandoned on somebody's doorstep. And now, because of health reasons, I need to find my biological parents. And she said, don't get me wrong, I, I was eventually adopted, I had a great life, I just need to know my genetic history here. So he says, and he'd worked on cold cases. So he was like, you know what? Let me do a little digging. I'll see what I can do for you. He couldn't find anything. It just wasn't there. He found, he found the uh, newspaper articles when she first got abandoned, but they didn't, they didn't really tell him anything. And so, and she was saying, you know, I have, you know, I have all the documentation that I was given, but it doesn't tell me who my parents are. And there was a police investigation, um, and they couldn't find anybody. So he said, look, I'm sorry, I can't help you. You know, I can't find any information. And two weeks, or two months later, 
she called him and said, I just thought you might be interested that I found my parents. Well, how? You're kidding me. How did that happen? I went through a lab. I submitted my... She go to Ancestry.com or something? Something very similar. <laughs> an, open, an open source. So like Me23, Ancestry.com, something like that. And, but it was, a, it was a certain specific lab. It was a certain uh, lab and who was specializing in this kind of thing, and they found her parents. So that got him thinking, well, is there any way that maybe we could use genetics to find this particular killer? Because they didn't even think he was alive. They, they didn't even know if he was alive or not. And they traced it. Um, they t so the geneticist, she took, she took some... She did some. She did something. She did some tests and came back and said, "Look, um, it's one of these two people. There's no one else in the world. It could be. It could be these two people, and they were brothers." So they went to one guy's house and they did a trash raid. They took his. They took his trash because basically that is public. That is abandoned property. Got his genetic sample from the trash, traced it, and sure enough, he did it. After 30 years, after 30 years, they found this eight-year-old girl's killer. Now, I don't know how I feel about this, because yeah, I'm fascinated by the science, but it has the big brother feel to it, yeah, and it just, just scares the creepy, fuck out yeah. of me. But uh, what this guy, Kevin Smith, is advocating for is everybody, you know, if you want to help law enforcement, voluntarily give that information. Because we can trace it to whatever your relatives may have committed a crime, or something like that, and they can trace that. So just he was advocating that everybody voluntarily do these open source, not, they're not even law enforcement websites. They're not CODIS. They're not anything like that. They are, they're just open source. Mm -hmm. So the problem with Ancestry is sometimes they get it wrong because somebody will, you know, they're going off of oral history, basically. So, you know. My great great grandfather was this, and my mm -hmm. great, you know, and that's not necessarily, they don't necessarily have the genetics to base that, to back that up. So, anyway, it was just very an interesting discussion. Crime Junkie, go to Crime Junkie um, on wherever you get your podcasts, they're great. And listen to that particular episode. It, it's uh, fascinating, but it's also pretty scary. The science sounds very remarkable, but. And we we had this conversation to a certain extent in pre-show that just because we can do something doesn't mean we should. And we talked about the ethics. So, uh, but when there's agreement, of course, that you know every science of that of any sort should be held to a certain ethical standard. Absolutely. But what is that standard? And then, as you know, and I don't want to speak for what like, what you brought up on in that vein, Ryan, in, in pre-show, but uh, how, how is that? Does, how is that decided? And you, you brought up interpretation. Um, yeah, um, just, I, I, I don't know, when I, when I think, think about, uh, now I, I per personally do, well, I don't know if my DNA is in some, in some rec record some, somewhere. Because, you know, who knows been right, who, you know, I, I don't have 
you know, cam video cameras honed in on our on our trash can. So who, who knows? <laughs> I you know. seriously doubt somebody went through our trash. You never know. You know. All they got to do stranger, is ask. Not only that, I'm in CODIS because well, stranger yeah. things have happened. But yeah. I I have not volunteered. I have not volunteered my my gen genetic inf information just because it. Um, it I don't know, it just it just feel, feels like we're kind of ed edging to towards the society and the anime psychopaths <laughs> where they, they also a kind of, great show by the way yeah but they they you know kind of they keep to you know they have records of like certain what what they call cloudiness you know in in term in terms of like their men mental st mental state and doesn't and it doesn't really allow for hey maybe this this person's numbers are affected by the fact that they're a, just a victim in this situation. So, I mean, the... the you Situational know, ethics. Yeah, and, well, I mean, and the, the growth of, uh, of you know, gen genetic uh, um, for, forens forensics. Gen yeah, genetic forensics um, and, you know, being able to nail down which identical identical twin it you know actually did 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 the deed uh it, it just feels like you know we're we're you know move, moving towards towards that kind of a situation <laughs> well and the other thing is is that um they're talking about you know a burglary happens and you break a window and maybe you get two drops of blood that's all you need mm -hmm. and you're in the system you know and that's what CODIS does CODIS is for anybody who's had any connection to law enforcement whatsoever, good or bad, either on either side. So if you're in law enforcement, if you're in a, in my case, the reason why I got in, it got in there twice, because once when I was a little kid, you know, they did the little fingerprinting when they were, you know, that's in the system. Um, and it's in a separate, for children, it's in a separate system. But um, I was also a CNA. So anytime that you have to be registered for the state for anything, your fingerprints and your whatever are entered in that system. So that's how, you know, if you have any connection to law enforcement whatsoever, um, minus a simple traffic infraction. Traffic infection. <laughs> hey, there's a show title. <laughs> you're going to have, you're going to have, uh, you know, they, they tell you, hey, your fingerprints are going in the system, yeah. so don't commit a crime. You know that kind of thing. So yeah, I, I uh, uh, out out of uh, college, I, I worked an unarmed security uh, job, and so I, I mean, my 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 fingerprints are in the system. I can so. tell you that if you've also uh, if you have an application for medical marijuana, chances are well, yeah, chances are you're you're awesome. anytime you have anything to do with the state government or federal government. I don't know why anybody's looking at me. <laughs> I'm just thinking about algorithm. Oh, there he goes again. <laughs> well, let's get our dance on. <laughs> but Crime Junkie, I, I cannot push that enough that it's a really, if you have any interest in weird crimes. They also have 23 episodes on their Patreon. That you can for five dollars, you can have access to all of that. So if you're really into that, um, yeah, they're they're just two girls, two housewives, putting it together. They call it Audio Chuck, and Chuck is their dog. 
and the dog howls at the end because he approves. So, I mean, it's just little goofy stuff like that. So, huh. yeah. So, anyway, I like it. It's an interesting little show, but that particular episode just got me thinking. And just because we have the science doesn't mean we should use the science. Because there's no guarantee. Anytime you get the human element involved, there's the potential for corruption. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> now, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it, it has definitely helped put, pe put people behind bars that deserve to be behind bars. But I mean, we just we just have to. It's also proven people who got convicted wrongly mm -hmm. have set them free. Yeah, that's so true. So the same the same thing works, and you know you, you hear that all the time. Um, I am not an advocate for the death penalty because I don't. The death penalty is meant to be a deterrent. How does that deter anybody? It just it, doesn't. It, it hasn't. Yeah. It just doesn't. <laughs> um, now there are some people who are just so damn evil that they need to be put down. There are people out there like that. Um, but I just, I, as a general rule, I do not advocate for the death penalty for that same reason. There's no... It, so many innocent people have been put on death row. Topic for another show. Yeah, just... <laughs> I, I think in this specific instance that uh, the science has a potential to do a lot of good things. But like any system that exists, whether it's scientific or otherwise, there's also potential for abuse. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, who, who has control of the data? You know? Right. Who has access to it? Yeah. Who, you know, and... People have a right to privacy. Exactly. And when we start getting into essentially the essence of what composes any living human being the very essence <laughs> it, it, all your privacy is essentially gone well and that's and that's why he, no, Kevin Smith is advocating for voluntary not compulsory compulsory and I think there is a difference because once you make that compulsory that's where it becomes mm -hmm. big brother big time well when you when it's voluntary you waive legally Right. You, any you waive your legal rights. Mm -hmm. But when somebody can dig through my trash and get my information anyway, that's frightening too. But that's also within legal bounds. Right. They get, yeah. they do it within the law. They do, and that's what Kevin Smith talks about. That is how there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. You always want to do it within the legal bounds. And just what's legal in Indiana may not be legal in Colorado, and vice versa. So just kind of knowing. The rules, but the, the the science fascinates me, but it also terrifies me, because I know because I watch shows like Psychopaths and um, CSI. CSI. <laughs> oh, I'm a CSI junkie right now. And not only that, I also have I have a degree in criminal criminal justice. I have a degree in sociology, and my specialty was deviant behavior. So <laughs> I just I'm fascinated with that by that stuff, and I don't know why, what fascinates me about it, but I'm just, sociology is the study of why people, why groups of people do the things they do. Um, that's why I don't necessarily subscribe to, psychology and sociology are different 
ends of the spectrum, but they yeah. study the same types of things. And psychology is the individual, and sociology is the groups. And I study the group. Yeah, it's the same same so, issues, just how how they get ex whether whether they're expressed via groups or via via an individual. Right, and why people do the things that people do. And I still can't figure out why I do the things that I do, and I'm the one in charge, so, yeah. Are you? Of my own destiny, yes. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> or so they tell me. Um, so anyway, that was just my little spiel. Check out Crime Junkie. <laughs> And no, they're not our paid sponsor. Oh, no, no. <laughs> we don't have any sponsors. No one's gonna pay. For, no one's gonna pay for this party. <laughs> well, we have. Oh, to they'll pay all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with stuff like algorithm. <laughs> no, we, no we, have, we we have to pay for the party ourselves. That's what I. That's what. <laughs> and speak, speaking of uh, paying for a party. <laughs> Oh, I have another so, story. Because yeah. apparently I'm the only one who reads the news. I don't know. Well, I've been I've I've been I've been neck neck deep in in in, lear, in learn, learning to code. I have not been able to pay attention to anything beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of free time on my hands, apparently. Anyway, I was reading um, a story about this elderly couple who they were going to take their retirement, and instead of going into a nursing home, they were going to travel to holiday inns all over the country because it's actually cheaper. They did the math. And this is for people who don't need 24-hour care, they don't need assistance, they, do, they don't need assisted living, anything like that. It's just as an alternative for going into a nursing home. And he did the math and he ended up with $127 a day oh, wow. to eat wherever they wanted to. That's just for food. So, um, so, so was this guy like a C CEO of a Fortune yeah. no. 50 company? Nope, he was an average Joe. That's like forty dollars a meal. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Where are you going? That you're spending forty dollars to well, eat. Well, he said he said that's the point that there's all this money left over, and when you go into a nursing home, you're you're paying for medical care that you may or may not need. You're paying for. You know, you're paying for seeing a nurse four times a day. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying he 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 made enough money to where he can spend $40, 40 no, on a meal. he took the money, no, he took the money that they would have spent in a nursing home, which is the average person who spends it, okay. and there was $127 left over oh, by doing okay. the Holiday Inn versus the... Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. And I'm he like, says, wow, this guy's really well off. No, he's not. He's, he was a regular Joe. And his wife, um, I don't even think his wife was working. So they were going off of one income, plus whatever she gets for Social Security, because there is that to consider. But something, that, anyway, they did so the math. So beer money. <laughs> they, figured out, they figured out by doing the math, it was cheaper for them to do this. But they also earned good health. They can travel. They're, you know, they're able to travel and, you know, think about that. But what I find fascinating is they were starting to do a study. They did, like, a poll, and a lot of people who are getting ready to retire are thinking along these lines. They're thinking of creative ways where they can save money and then also live very comfortably. And so I just think that, that was kind of, and it makes me wonder what my generation's going to do or your generation, because you, I'm generation Y. <laughs> anyway, 
I don't know yeah. what the delineations are. You're, right? you're millennium. I'm yeah, millennial, millennial. I, I I disagree, but anyway. You're in that age group. That's what they say. I don't agree with the names or whatever, but it's just these that, are just labels, folks. Yeah, yeah they're just, just labels. Well, I yeah, I, I don't care about the about the labels. I I I, I disagree that I that I fall with fall, fall within the. You know that generation. People with people in their thirties. I'm in my forties. So you have. I, I'm gonna look at things totally different than you do, but by just those few years, and it's just interesting how, in my industry, I deal with people of all ages, and it, the it used to be I dealt with a lot of old people, elderly people, a lot of older people, and now I'm finding that I'm dealing with a lot of people late 20s, early 30s who are thinking along the lines of, you know, what are we going to do in our future? So it's just interesting that people are coming up with creative ways, alternative ways to not be a burden to their families mm -hmm. and stay out of nursing homes if they can. And still have $127 a day <laughs> for food. Which, which just goes to show that the the nursing homes are paying way too, they're charging way too much. And I worked, I worked in two of them. I worked in one of the best in the state, and I also worked in one where you just went there to die. So I've worked both ends of it, and even if you're getting the best care... You're still going to die. Yeah. Nursing homes yeah. suck. Just nursing homes suck. So if you can stay out of one <laughs> and not be a burden to your family, why not? You're going to die one way or the other. Why not? <laughs> so anyway, it's just an interesting little blurb I read. What are your thoughts on that, Matthew? Well, I would like to believe that I'm several decades away from being in the conversation of being in a nursing home. I think there's something to be said about still having a say in how to uh, live out your golden years, your sunset years, your whatever years you want to define them as. Uh, or all your years for that matter. I don't feel there's anything anything wrong with uh, uh, eschewing, if that's the right <laughs> word to use here, the uh, the nursing home track and, you know, staying out of, it, you know, a, a, a room where you're watching Donahue reruns. Do they even show Donahue anymore? No, Donahue. Uh, not uh, Dr. Uh, Phil. Oh, Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil is the Phil. big thing. Yeah. He's, he's uh, I guess, the Donahue of now. Which yes. is Donahue or that he'd be spinning around in his grave. But <laughs> there's something to be said about having that control of how you want to spend the rest of your, your time and with whom you want to spend it in, you know, in the company of. Uh, in a nursing home... You don't have that, really. You're just kind of stuck there with whomever is there. And it's like being in an apartment home for old people. So, I give this... It's worse than that. Because you're, you're, you have to share a room. You're in a room. You're not even, you don't even get a full apartment. There's, it, Assistant it, living, you it, may get an apartment. But, in, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's less than ideal. And so... And, uh, sorry to interrupt, but... Uh, Donahue's still 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 alive. He's still alive. Yeah, Eighty-three. Oh my God! <laughs> wow. Uh, sorry to sorry to put you into the ground before, before your time. But <laughs> I really thought he was dead. But th thanks thanks for fact checking. 
We yeah. want to make sure we have all the facts on this podcast. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, wait a second, is he dead? <laughs> Thanks for setting me straight on that. So there's, I admire that they want to do something different. I think that's, that's admirable. And more people, if they have the means, really ought to do that. And if you want to do that, then make sure you start planning for that mm-hmm. early in life. And don't always, uh, you know, you know, try to make uh, some more pragmatic decisions with, uh, with your decisions as you go through life, so you can have that flexibility, so you're not stuck with, you know, someone telling you their uh, the stories about their psoriasis or whatever. <laughs> with all due, you know, with all due respect to those who, those of our listeners who have psoriasis, <laughs> not to pick on you, but just an example. Uh, that being said, you can plan for this all you want, but all it's going to take is just one thing. Mm-hmm. And it could be any one thing to completely sink that dream. Not to sound completely fatalistic, but really, that's, and that's anything in life. You, you can have the greatest aspirations in the world, and it can just take one freak thing mm-hmm. to pull the rug out from under you. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Bill 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 Hicks here. It's like all anybody could 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 be could be a bum. All it takes is the right bar, the right girl, and the right friends. <laughs> Bill Kristen, you're your dumpster for you. <laughs> he's not he's not wrong. <laughs> and I let you know let's let's look at it both ways. It could just take the right the right love interest. Mm-hmm. So we're not just completely... Right, fair, fair enough, but I was I, I, I was quoting him. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got the quote right. <laughs> yeah. And in the spirit of the quote, let's put it on uh, fair all, enough, fair enough. all parties of gender persuasion. Fair enough. Whatever you may be. <laughs> so uh, I admire it. I admire that willingness and that creativity to do something different. So if you want that for your for your life plan do it absolutely do it because you don't want to be stuck looking outside your window of your nursing home with a forlorn expression on your on your face and saying why didn't i do this i should have done this i should have done that should have would have could have but didn't you don't want to find yourself in that position so as uncomfortable as it may be you know save a few extra pennies or more so you Find yourself in that position so you have the chance to do it. Even just having the chance to do it is mm-hmm. greater than not being able to be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Have the chance to do it. Put yourself in that position. Bet on yourself. A sack of money is not going to drop out of the sky and crash on your car or in your house. So <laughs> you are in control of how you want that to go. Within certain degrees. But do it. If you want to go and spend your time at a Holiday Inn with with your soulmate or your best friend or whatever you want to call them, do it. Absolutely do it. Live the life you want. Mm -hmm. Or live the life you can earn for yourself. However you can do it. And And do it. Yeah. And I, and my, what, why ask you, why, why wait until retirement age? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I'm planning for it right now. And folks watching us on YouTube, you can't see it, but it's happening. Uh, 
I am, sitting. <laughs> I, am I am making plans and have been making plans for many, many years. That way, when I do retire, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, okay, cool. I've done my, you know, I've done my working bit. Now it's time to go and get the rest of the things that I wanted to do in life that I had to put aside for a little bit. Now it's time to whip out that, that list and start checking things off. And everybody should be doing that. Do it. Go, you know, if you want to learn how to dance, do it. If you want to learn a certain rhythm, <laughs> maybe of the Al Gore variety. Oh, jeez. Okay, that, that is... On that note. Yeah, that's that's going off the list. <laughs> you burned it into the ground. <laughs> Burn it down. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, if, I mean, if you don't celebrate your, your life, no one's going to do it for you. You know, so, um, and if, and if it doesn't kill you, it only makes for a, for a good story. <laughs> so, in most cases. Know, yeah, well, you know, but that's, that, that's me saying it, so, you know, consider the source. <laughs> I won't say I was ever much of a risk taker, however. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an end to that sentence? Find out next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. Alright, we do we do thank thank you for uh, for watching or or listening. Watching and or listening. Consuming <laughs> our <laughs> yes. variety of media, and whether so, audio <laughs> orally, orally, or visually. <laughs> yes. And we do appreciate any feedback. And so please comment. Uh, you, either on our social media or on hobpodcast.net. And please check out our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash hobpodcast underscore YouTube, all lowercase. And also, uh, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or TuneIn. Okay, so we got a name... Name this, name this thing. Um, Do we have to? Do we have to? There's only, there can be only one clear choice here. Okay, so we have Bomb Cyclone and your Al Gore Rhythm, Not That Kevin Smith, and Traffic Infection. You know Su what you Susu Studio didn't make the list. <laughs> no, because Susu Studio is right. It's the name of the studio. It can't be the name of the studio and the episode. That Why makes not? no sense. Why not? <laughs> oh, do algorithm. Well, now, that sounds like a fine title to me.